I don't worry. I follow way worse posters than you. I've been doing this podcasting game for a long time, so I have some real freaks in my mutual. <laughs> I think there's like a, really a Pittsburgh a, connection in the in the group here. Is that? I mean, I may be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure Ashley and John both have lived in Pittsburgh. If I'm wait, that, John, did did you live in Pittsburgh at one point? Yeah, I lived for Pitts. I lived in Pittsburgh for ten years. I just moved back up to Michigan like two years ago. Wow, why ten years? Did you like it there? Oh, I loved it there. Yeah, um, the I just got priced out of my apartment. My landlord was like, "We're getting a big investment. We need to raise the rents to recoup it." And so, you can either face a fifty percent rent increase or move. And me and my wife were just like, "Well, let's just go get married and live in Michigan, where it's beautiful and where we go on vacation anyway." That's a and fair now trick. we're in Michigan, and we're just like, "Let's take a vacation to Pittsburgh." <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Three wow. Midwesterners there. I like that. Yeah. Hey, look, wow. anything to get in a car for seven hours. That's my fucking yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> no, Is but Pittsburgh lo- was great. You love the overcast and the furry convention? The furry convention was awesome. I actually found out about that because I Truly was working awesome. at the Starbucks downtown, mm-hmm. and it was the nearest Starbucks to the convention center. And I just remember because, you know, I didn't have like a big political or really social education at that point. I was some shit ass 19 year old who just moved from Wisconsin back to Michigan over to Pittsburgh. I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, clearly. And uh, <laughs> so I wait on all the furries and they're really wonderful. And they, you know, they give us tips. They're like really nice. They're taking photos. And then the next oh. week, the NRA rents out the convention center. Nice. And Coincidence? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was fucking nuts, uh, the difference, because the tips just, like, disappeared. I was going to say, there's course. there's no way that tips are as good as the furries. That's what I no keep way. hearing. Furries yeah, are the most enthusiastic ways. customers you'll, you'll, you'll ever see in your life. Because it's like... I love I love furries. Don't get me wrong, but it's a consumer culture. Like it takes some money to get into, and you oh either have to be right. skilled at Those it or ready to pay. Those fursuits, man, they're like six grand eat minimum. Basically, an custom? exoskeleton at this yep. point. <laughs> Does it help? Is there a back brace built into yeah. that thing? I might. There is a. I have to say, having been to the furry convention unwittingly, um, <laughs> well, I guess semi 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 wittingly. Okay, uh, I was going to say, I, did you think it was a pet show or something? Well, I, okay, so we, we were moving. We are moving uh, Ashley from Pittsburgh to Queens and okay. just happened to be on. Uh, totally didn't know until we got there that this was the weekend that the furry convention was. Mm-hmm. So I was there with my friend and we just got to meet all these furries. And I have to say, like, having been to a couple of restaurants and, like, in the general proximity of them, a lot of smells, a lot of <laughs> different. What do you think happens inside a fursuit? Smells. They were not all of them were wearing fur suits, you know, and the smells are still there. And it it was the 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 potency of the smell (laughs) implied that it had been a while, not just wearing a fur Uh, suit throughout mm -hmm. the day. You know, that doesn't just happen. That kind of (laughs) the kind of smells that we smelled. The thing about a furry convention is it's like Burning Man, but instead of for like weird business and professional media class type people. Burning Man, if you will, I guess. It's Burning Man. It's it's Burning Man for people who are like, this is the time of year when I go outside. I take this fursuit (laughs) I've been working on in this musty basement for nine months. My little fur baby. Okay, <laughs> and I br- I'm going to bring it out there. And if it means I can't shower for a week because I don't take it off, then I don't shower for a week because I don't take it off. It's a it's like a camping mentality almost. Well, let, let me say that you could definitely have gotten any drugs you wanted there. Like oh, yeah. there was that it was that it was a strange vibe, but that was definitely the vibe. How does that like, work? 
How I do don't you- know how to explain it. Just like there were like random people like, hey, you going to the rave? And you knew that if you if you said maybe, they'd be like, they were going to give you ecstasy, uh, you know? It was that kind of like, you know, I'm or like if you really like- wanted acid, you could get it easily within like a quarter mile radius. I feel like furry rolling in a fursuit seems like a safe space to me. Like, I mean, uh, like <laughs> if you were tripping, you couldn't see my crazy eyes. If I was rolling, you can't see my yeah, crazy jaw. True. And yeah. it, I'm all I'm contained. You know, that seems yeah, like a, I, that, that, that works for and me. It, in character. It's like it's like oh, it's it's the cops. Oh my god, everybody pretend to be oversized stuffed animals. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> It sucks that we were moving me the next day because I feel like tripping on ecstasy, all of the textures that we could have felt. Yeah, there were a lot of textures, a lot of smells and textures to be had at the furry convention. (laughs) Is that real fake mink? Yeah, buddy, get in here. No, but I mean, that's like, that's the beautiful thing about Pittsburgh is, is it's like a, it's a rundown post-industrial rust belt city, you know, deep in Northern Appalachia, blah, 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 however you want to describe it. But it's like for as rough and, and kind of like shitty of a place as it is, it's incredibly accepting. Like you'll never meet so many people. Like I'm from the Midwest and we're supposed to be the nice ones and it's fake. It's fake up here. Pittsburghers will be real with you. If they want you to fuck off, they'll tell you so. And if they love you, man, they'll tell you so. (laughs) (laughs) I can appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could make the Pittsburgh connection. I knew there was something there, but it was way more fruitful than I actually anticipated. I didn't know there'd be a furry uh, story in there or many, but before we get too deep into the show, let's make sure we welcome our guests. If everybody has somehow not noticed that we have a new voice in the mix, welcome to the show, John Paul Zichterman of Beep Beep Lettuce and Work Stoppage. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I, I would have been on earlier, uh, but I couldn't accept the invitation until I had enough time away from work to stay up past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wake up early, right? I mean, we stay up late to do the podcast, but there's uh, yeah. time zones in the mix and that makes yeah. it harder. Yeah, I'm uh, Eastern well, Standard, too. I'm I, in West Michigan here. We're as far west as you can go without leaving EST. Like if I go to the beach just five m- miles down the road, my phone will switch to Chicago time pretty frequently. That's crazy. OK, cool. That so we have super late for... sunsets, which is nice. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, my alarm goes off at 420 a.m. every single day, Monday through Friday, which is nice. like 420. Nice. But also 420. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably pitch blackout, too, right? Yeah, yeah, and especially in the winter, like I do the first, oh you know, God. three four hours of my job just completely in the dark, uh, you know, which is great if you're an absolute fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. I remember my very first job. I would wake up uh, probably before five to go work at at Kroger. I was a mm-hmm. cart pusher and a bagger, and you know they would put you on different shifts. But sometimes you had the morning shift, and I loved that shit. It was amazing. Like, yeah, so there's always, a kind of weird peace. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a different kind of peace than late at night. Well, yeah, that's the no, thing. Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> my, my stepbrother just got moved from third to first shift, and he was like, man, the difference between getting out of work at 5 a.m. and going to work at 5 a.m. is like yeah. <laughs> night and day. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah literally. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> but not exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like ever since I, I worked my last second shift job like five or six years ago and I just vowed like never again. Like I'll start wicked early, but I am working in the mornings, period, full stop. I want to sleep at night like like a real monkey. 
not like one of these <laughs> business suit types who's like, you got to grind it out till 4.30 a.m. and yeah. snort brain fuel and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, I mean, it's kind of a through line for you, John, where I know back in the day in Pittsburgh when you would work at the parking, uh, the booth, which was I miss those days so much. There were so many <laughs> different types of content that came out of there. But one of them was that you did the snack reviews. Which I just love deeply. Do you have any snack new snack reviews you could give us for tonight's show? Because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll tell you what I became addicted to when I started working at the the vending machine spot, which is the the jalapeno cheddar crunchy mm. Cheetos of all of those the Frito laced yeah, the green bag. They're like fucking what. Whenever you see a snack come in a green bag, like the first time I saw the green Doritos bag, I went ape shit. I was like garden salsa with like, I don't even remember what other stuff was on there. But I mean, yeah, the jalapeno uh, cheddar Cheetos are like a 10 out of 10 for me. But it's funny that you bring up work snacks because I only ever made three videos (laughs) for work snacks. None of them were more than a minute and a half long. They mostly involved me eating like canned ground meat <laughs> and like cherry tomatoes and shout stuff out to Kim. at yeah. my fucking park. We need Kim job. here if we're going to talk about Kim, uh, canned meat. Not Kim meat. Sorry, Kim. Uh, Kim, Kim, Kim is famous for the canned tuna <laughs> and, and what else? Like bacon. I can't remember what Kim puts on it. but Oh, the little bags of bacon? I, I don't remember, but she had a stick going for <laughs> bacon a while bits? or she had a, the canned tuna. Yeah. The listeners know. Sound off in the Discord if you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a, I'm more of like a spam... Uh, potted meat and Braunschweiger kind of guy. I was really big on the Braunschweiger for a while until I had to cut down my salt intake. That's serious shit. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I posted those videos up, like three of them, a few months apart years ago. And like, I make music. I make podcasts. I do audio editing for other people. I make intro songs for other people's podcasts. And the thing I get asked about the most <laughs> is like, when are you going to smear meat on a cracker again and make and like grimace <laughs> into the camera like it's a poorly thought through Adult Swim web yes, clip? See. This is my world, you know. It's funny. I I used to also do. I did um, soda That's reviews right. like okay. a number of years ago, and I still get people asking, like, "Hey, you gonna do a soda I, review?" I was just like, listening done one to the for episode, four years. Like uh, that episode we talked about this the other day, the soda miser, and then uh, right. we named uh, Willow the soda misette as well. Okay, ah, yes, <laughs> hell yeah. We shouldn't. It's yeah, good to flesh out the, the taxonomy as soon as you get a new word in your hands. You're like, okay, let's go <laughs> through all the permutations yes, here. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, it's funny, though. Like uh, Stuff that people feel like they just shit out is often the stuff that other people like are the most interested in. I remember reading an interview with Matt Pike and Al Cisneros from Sleep. And they were like, we couldn't believe it when people were asking us to re-release Dope Smoker and come back and do a new album. We were like, you guys still listen to that junk we made in the 90s? <laughs> and they are like, we recorded that on an 8-track with basically like $20 because we blew our entire uh, record advance on weed. And everyone's like, yeah, man, do it again. Like, do it. Go for <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to imagine spending your entire record advance on weed, like, for one, I know record advances aren't that much, but I <laughs> how much was the record advance? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot on, of weed. <laughs> I mean, it's stoner metal, so yeah. Uh, the album's called uh, Dope Smoker, so you could only assume. Right, yeah, they were like, we don't need XLR cables. We don't need mic stands where we're going. We don't need new drum heads or bass strings or anything. <laughs> the modern like day that. equivalent of Let's this just is just like setting up pounds. your iPhone on a tripod and recording an album like 
Yeah. Well, I mean, especially like that's a funny thing too, because that's like the big divide in modern content, right? Is it's like if you want to really hit it big, you either need to be like a full scale team with good production value, a lighting engineer, a makeup artist, you know, costumers and all of that shit, or you need to be one person with the worst camera ever who just screams at the top of their lungs or like falls down a lot. And it's like if you try to if you try to hit a balance, you will fail. Nobody wants to see the in between. Nobody wants to see the right, sausage yeah. get made. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you, the, the effort is worth nothing these days. You need to. In fact, I think Matt, you just had a post about this earlier this week. It was just a screenshot of zero people reached, and you have a name for this, right? It's like the posters. Uh, yeah, the posters yes. dilemma. I, I've been calling it we for, for years. This. It's the. Yeah, just the the uh, phenomena I've noticed. Like as my uh, audience has grown, um, I like if I just. Put if I do like a, I literally like fart out a stupid thought I'm having while I'm drunk. Five hundred likes, thousand shares, whatever. But if I like put time and effort into like say this podcast or something, and I go, hey, you know, check it out, it's free or whatever. It's like six people, and it's the same audience. You know, ostensibly it's the same people mm-hmm. do it that would be like seeing this. It's like the more you care about whatever it is that's gonna, uh, like get reach. The less reach is going to happen. It's like a weird thing. You know how like people say you can smell desperation like a used car salesman has like a Mm – you can smell the desperation. It's like an inverse effect of like they can smell how much you didn't care when you made this. It's like it reeks of it and they're like, oh, this is it. This is the shit. Yeah, it's like a – it's kind of like a brevity is the soul of wit thing or like what was the Hemingway (laughs) one where it's like all pros must be – uh, short and clear. I forget what he fucking I says. Know, that's too generous it was in, in the Simpsons. <laughs> All pros must be spare and true. That's what he said. And it's just like I, I feel like that translates into posting in a weird way, where it's like it does, you could but... you could try to write a really really long like intricate joke that has subtlety about you know how much you hate Ron DeSantis and what a piece of shit he is. Or you can just post a picture of him looking like a turd and just write shit DePantis over it. And it's like, that, that one's guaranteed to at least do some numbers. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. yeah God, I, I feel that. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Because it's, it's just like, I've spent so much time working on memes or like trying to get just the right image for something. You know, only to scroll down in my feed and see someone post like an image of like Mater from Cars <laughs> with like just the letter E under it, and it's like taking off. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God damn, why didn't I think of that? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. There's kind of a there's kind of a retroactivity thing happening too, where it's like once a meme is made and is funny, there's like a there's a sneaky kind of consensus building that happens there. It's like if you see something with twelve retweets on it and it's five minutes old. You're a lot more likely to retweet it than if it's got if it's doing one and two no, RTs and likes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably true. Yeah, and um, the the inverse is true too. <laughs> if you if you have something <laughs> up for an hour and it only has like three or four likes, people are just like, I'm not gonna go there. That's not my. Yeah, it's just like it's not well, because you smell it. You're looking at the post. You're like, I like this post, but they should have deleted. It seems it. like there's something they wrong should've. with it. Or more people would have paid the price. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, speaking, uh, this is something we got to talk about. And speaking of putting in effort, um, you know, seeing seeing if you can do something. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. Apparently, there's something called the Try Guys. 
Um, have you heard about oh, this? Oh my god! Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I guess I, I, you know, I don't know about the try guys, so I'm just gonna throw it to, to Ashley, who had the absolute best post I've seen about it the, the whole time, where it's got a picture of this guy Ned going like he's and such a douche. Your post says something like, <laughs> "My face when I try out the wrong pussy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just giving it a shot. Um, well, because like I, I heard that the try guy, the 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 weirdest, most wholesome looking wife guy one, had uh, cheated on his partner, and I was just like, someone else must have made the I was just trying it joke. Like someone must have, but I hadn't seen it, so so I decided to post that. But God, like um, I remember being forced to watch some of the try guy videos, and it's I I would rather be waterboarded it's it's not good it's not good content but um i had i wish they would is that their shtick so i i I had actually never heard of them before this at all yeah i think was like the case for with a lot of people i think i'm just like not in the age group that watches them or like even would be on their radar you know yeah their, their thing is that they just do they just try different stuff and like they do like zany stuff like that's like the thing right they tried yeah. baking. They tried uh, birth. And they fuck pains. it up and like they're stupid about it, right? That's, that's like exactly yeah, exactly. Like, like, this week we're gonna try rare pocky in the suicide forest of Japan. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's why I would watch. There right? was a poster comment. Somebody <laughs> said that their very first try guy video was them trying on women's underwear, which I have not confirmed, but I think that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> just, I was forced hey, to watch. Them. I want to be the guy who like re- who suggested that. Hey guys, I, I have a I have a great idea. We could all just like I don't know try. Why don't we try that? What do you guys think? <laughs> you know, like. And they're like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, great. I have I'm right just here. imagining. Well, so okay, <laughs> when, when when they go try something like say they wanted to try skydiving, like do they just like get up and do it, or do they go like to somebody who ostensibly has experience with these kinds of things? Like, how's it format? Is it more like a Tom Scott like educational kind of format, or is it more like the how ridiculous guys where they're just like, let's see what the biggest thing we could smash is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more so the latter, but they do have the budget for it to be like, kind of just like fairly safe, whatever stupid thing that they've decided to do. Do you like That's- tweens watch this? Is that like the audience? I think so. I think it's more like, uh, like, uh, like Markiplier. Yeah. It's like thing? Markiplier, okay. uh, Smosh, like that same universe okay. of, of things that gotcha. exist. Very yeah. mainstream Smosh. white. People. I accidentally, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and my YouTube autoplay was playing a <laughs> Smosh compilation and I, oh, it, no. I've never experienced sleep paralysis before, but I was like, this is it, John. It's happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining this Ned person going to like an adultery, you know, like professional, like, so what do I do? If I want to fuck this person on my show, who is a subordinate, but uh, <laughs> and <laughs> good oh news, God. try guy, great clown Pagliacci is in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Mike Ermintrout, and he's like, "All right, so here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it." But. But doctor, but doctor, my wife is great, great clown Pagliacci. Uh, (laughs) Everything I've read about this is that he's like the wife guy in the group where he like constantly says how much he loves his wife and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. The the, the weird thing about this is that like, um, so I was like looking at him specifically and he had like a bunch of like, he like a lot of the way he made money was revolved around him being like a wife guy or like involved with his wife. Like he had like a, 
deal with like Target oh. and shit where okay. they were like selling, but it was like the two of them. It was like predicated on like these deals were predicated on like them being like a couple and like that's how they made money. It was super weird that he would do this like and risk not not just his relationship, but like his whole this career like, and multiple deals. Well, it's it's like it's like the professional career version of that couple on Facebook that you've known for <laughs> years and you know they're fucked up and you know they hate each other and everything's been going to shit for a long time. But goddamn if they don't take the most beautiful profile photo, photos. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. you could tell they put some energy into that shit. <laughs> it reminds me the harder they try, the more pathetic it is, though. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Almost it's always. Ter- it's terrifying that mm-hmm. people make like a career out of the lifestyle. Like, have you all seen the one picture? I feel like it's been going around this week where it's a it's a mom. She's on the toilet. She has like a, you know, one of those letter boards she's holding up. I don't remember. I don't think I've ever seen the original picture, so I don't know what the letter board says. But she's. Oh, no, I do remember. It's just it's something like mom needs a minute to her herself. And in the background is her two kids, one sitting on the toilet, one's like being pulled away by dad. Meanwhile, she's got her pants down mm-hmm. sitting on the toilet. I'm like, you know, what, 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 the amount of effort it took to take this picture, like I can't respect whatever you were trying to put out, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's extremely yeah, yeah, yeah. disturbing to me to think about like. Do you have a person taking the picture? Do you have a tripod? Does that mean there's a timer on? Well, and you know, this is so staged that it's disturbing to me, you know? Yeah, you're like running around your house wrangling your single digit age <laughs> children, you know, with a clipboard screaming theater directions like, you need to be on your marks so mom can take her photo about how she needs a second <laughs> off. <laughs> it's just like, and if you're not there, I swear to God, no screen time for a year. <laughs> I get the same vibe from like uh, reels and like TikToks and shit that I see oh, yeah. where it's like they, they they force the like they're very clearly like the child is being told to do this thing and it's like they're clearly have done m- many takes of it and the child's not having a good time and you're like what the fuck why do you have any like self awareness that this is like depressing as fuck but but most people don't seem to care at all they're like. They just like are commenting, LOL, this is so relatable or whatever. Well, it the goes fuck both ways. You know? yeah, well, year old does this. It's like a digital outgrowth of the attitude that a lot of like, I think boomers, even Gen Xers inherited from their parents, which is like a weird kind of like folksy down home. Let's put all the kids in the bathtub and take a photo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's a very weird energy there. I think that's true. I also think it's, it, it is a form of cloud poisoning as easy it is, as it is to make fun of people that say they have cloud poisoning. Like 100% Ned is cloud poison. He got the clout and he was like, okay, I'm going to get the pussy. First you get the clout, then you get the pussy. That happened to him. Sorry, Ned. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That pussy crazed. Uh, but then like the people doing this with their kids, it's the same thing. It's 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 clout poisoning because kids, babies, pets, they all translate to massive clout. And if you get that kind of clout poisoning, you just on you're on a dark path, right? Where you're trying to develop like a brand out of posting your kids on the internet that's fucked up. Like, please don't do that. Yeah. It's super weird because that kid's going to grow up into a, an adult person yeah. someday. Like yeah. if you if you have a Capybara account where you have pet Capybaras and you post photos of them, whatever, yeah, man. <laughs> I guess I can yeah, come up with some with problems it. with that, but I don't really care. <laughs> they're just going to grow up into slightly larger Capybaras. <laughs> Not a problem with me. But like y- your fucking weird influencer kid is going to like run for a local office someday or be a floor manager at a large industrial warehouse or something someday. Or just and when kill themselves. Inter- or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
or, or you know, fuck with other people's lives enough when they're put in a position of power. I can't tell you how many times I've had a job where I met my manager and I was just like, oh, yeah, man, you're definitely taking something out on people in this position. Like, why don't, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just skip the middleman and go sign up to be a cop at this point, you fucking piece of shit? <laughs> I mean, this is literally the story of this, you know, the Nickelodeon kid that's just put out a book, Jeanette Curdy. I mean, like, you can... You can oh, yeah, critique yeah. the book however you want, but like she went through hell for parents that were, uh, you know, using her. I mean, sure, I'm I'm bad at some point she wanted to be an actress or whatever, but I mean, uh, you know, I, I just can't imagine my kid writing a book that says, <laughs> glad, I'm glad Phil's, my dad is dead. Fuck that guy. Like, I can't. Yeah. I, I, what kind of parent do you have to be for them to just like write that and just be like, yep. Well, she's dead. So. Yeah, I mean, the kind of parent who like <laughs> drives their kid to a TV set with Dan Schneider oh, running the show every day. I mean, <laughs> how fucking blind oh, yeah. do you have to be? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Fucked up. Well, speaking of... I've uh, learned so much more about iCarly this year than I ever thought I was going <laughs> to... Did you I'm read the book? You up no. I don't think any of us have read the book, which we shouldn't, because it's endorsed by Lena Dunham. No. So, like, as much as I want to, uh, I'm not going to... Yeah, I can't do but it. I saw some uh, connective tissue in iCarly. Apparently, there were scenes where they were like, you know, kind of like teasing, like fat footage type stuff. Um, and people are like, good God, yeah, why, how did Dan Schneider get away with this? But like, I don't know. He Tarantinoed he tar- it. He, to- yeah. he Tarantinoed it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh. speaking of foot fetishes, oh. apparently, <laughs> sorry, I gotta do this. Uh, I guess uh, Rachel Dolezal uh, has has had her oh, OnlyFans pictures leaked, which I think we've talked about her OnlyFans before. Um, I I don't I mean I don't know why this is a story right now going around because aren't all I feel like all OnlyFans get leaked by shitty people. Yeah, like how would they? How do they not get leaked? Like if you're of any notoriety yeah, at all yeah, yeah. it happens not, all like, the time but for some reason everyone got in on this and which i just want to preface this by saying like if you uh you know have access to people's nude photos whether it be through some consensual relationship or monetary exchange like don't don't share them that's kind of fucked up even if the people are shitty i would say don't do it but um you know what are you going to do you can't put the the pandora back in the box or whatever they say like I didn't want to see these yeah, pictures. Well, I, mean, I was in a group chat and they were sent into the group chat. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. On top of don't share people's nudes. I didn't want to see the weird blackface ladies no. toes. I didn't want to see. Mm. I didn't want to see that no, at all. But I saw it. Yeah, it's just degrading to everybody involved, I guess. And there's not even like the font. Like, I guess when you right click save as and it's an NFT or whatever, you're like, haha, fuck the monkey, you know, the bored ape bros or whatever. But then when it enters the realm of like sexual media production, I feel like there's just a hornet's nest there that you're just really well advised to just not rattle. <laughs> you know, like, don't play with that. Come on. That you're 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 gonna get. I mean, uh, I will go ahead and state on the record for the podcast. If y'all somehow obtain pictures of my balls, it's cool. Like, share them. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Please yeah, share them. Po- posting like <laughs> the, to your the, mother. The, the boomer copy pasta. That's like this is my Facebook account, and I do not consent to have yeah. my, my balls. But you're doing the opposite. Mark you're Zuckerberg, like you cannot, I blanket consent. You do not own these balls. <laughs> if anyone finds any photos of me, you're allowed to post them anywhere you want for any amount of money. 
full stop. If I ever try to go against this, you can. This document is notarized. Send tweet. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I'm going to post that as soon as we're done with the show. Like, uh, <laughs> I actually have a couple of different stories I think we should discuss related to Facebook. And, and it's really funny that while I was looking for stories that these two are back to back. Uh, let's start with the fun one and then we'll go to the, the gnarly one. It says that Meta has a new text to video AI generator. It, it's like Dali, but for video. <clears throat> You just type a description and the AI generates matching footage. Um, okay, sure. Why not? Uh, but then just a few stories down, <laughs> there is another story that says Meta reportedly, <laughs> Meta reportedly suspends all hiring and warns staff of possible layoffs. So, <laughs> I just, yeah, so they automated you know, part of their staff. Yeah, they're, they're always expanding, but also they're always downsizing. <laughs> I'm going to type in. <laughs> and if you just keep those up at the same my time. My prompt is uh, meta employees doing uh, you know, moderation for <laughs> minimum wage. And the video just generates. And you send that to everybody who gets a Facebook ban or, you know, uh, ask for an appeal of their suspension. Because, I mean, I don't give a shit about anything meta does, but I do hate how the moderation affects both sides of it so negatively like that if you're a poster you can be so shut down by like this ai moderation but on the same uh note the people that have to do the moderation are like traumatized by all the shit that they have to see and like clearly now mm -hmm. they can't hire any more people which we need actual people to do it not ai uh, we don't need videos uh, being generated by ai <laughs> we actually need to well yeah it's like every time well, every time the AI gets better at making stuff, you just introduce a new layer where it's like, okay, now can the other AI tell the AI generated stuff apart from the human generated stuff, or do we still need a person to do that? Can you just then, put in like Rachel Dalzal <laughs> nudes or Rachel Dalzal twerking or something and have AI generate it and just like, I mean, that's good. I'm joking, but also like, it's going to get to the point where you can just do that. Like, Hey, I want to see this person, uh, fuck. And you're just going to put their name in and then they're going to fucking make it and you're going to have literal fucking AI nudes of this person. Yeah. Introduces. There, there'll just be a Google tab in your image search. Where <laughs> as soon like, as you open up an incognito, it just automatically <laughs> opens up. Yeah. Would you like photos from the internet or AI generated <laughs> images? Cause we're happy to give you either one. I mean, I got to say I'm looking at the photos or the short videos of these AI generated videos, like this teddy bear painting a smaller teddy bear yeah. And like these unicorns running on the beach and stuff, it does look better than I was expecting because uh, really cool. of, of how shitty the meta VR shit has looked. <laughs> I kind of didn't expect them to be on their game with this, but I guess machine learning is like just a functionally very different field. So I don't really yeah. know. And it's only going to get better as it, as it, as it like literally learns, you know, as it hones in on the stuff. I mean, it, it, honestly, even just five years from now, this is going to be like, it's, the, the images, the pictures that it's generating, even just within the, the last, I don't know, year of when mm -hmm. it's really taken off, these pictures, these images are, are gorgeous. I mean, if, if these, some of them, not all of them, obviously, but some <laughs> of them are like masterwork paintings that a, a person would train their whole life to do. 
and it just shits it out in 10 seconds like well, it's nothing you, you know, say this whatever this is a good know. point to, to 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 recognize that these things are not just generating you know what, what you're saying is that okay this image that generates is like worthy of a like a ma- a master work of a painter but it's literally just pulling from images of a masterwork uh, you know like it is but that's also what humans are doing in a lot yeah, of ways True. Yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. the very, I mean, you could argue that the variation and like the kind of noise that it generates during the generative process is similar to the way we'll get inspired by things that exist outside of art or like you could think of it similar to like genetic mutation inside of like an evolutionary system of natural selection and, and all of that other stuff. But it, it, it is interesting because it's like there it the, the generation seems to do really good with very specific art styles like if you want something to look like a renaissance painting where there are very well structured rules for things like color selection perspective and lighting and 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 the mm-hmm. way that people are drawn it's really good at picking up on those very well formalized styles but if you try to get it to do something kind of innovative like i was messing around with um What's the one where you you use Discord to generate it? Um, oh, uh, Mid Journey. Mid Journey. Yeah, I was messing around with that, and I was trying to get it to do stuff in a Dexter's Lab style, and it was really fucking struggling. It kept it kind of mm-hmm. kept resorting to other Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon animation yeah. styles, which was kind of interesting because like. Mm you think about different animation styles, they're pretty closely striated. Like there's only a few degrees of difference between any given sets of animations. Like if you laid them all out, you know, like by like, there wouldn't be that big of a gap between like your foster's home for imaginary friends and your codename kids next door or your family guy and your Simpsons or your venture brothers and what have you. So I, I feel like picking up on those nuances is still going to take the machine learning a really long time, especially because it seems like there's kind of, like we're experiencing a boom now, but I'm thinking there's probably going to be some really fast like a curve downward into diminishing returns happening soon. Do you ever think God gets super pissed off when he sees us like painting, you know, real life stuff? And that motherfucker stole my meme, bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. That's why God doesn't talk to us anymore because we stole all his memes. Yeah. <laughs> Storming around in heaven, like I thought of it. First. This is my <laughs> fucking. <laughs> These people are so derivative. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? God's God? just a hack what comedian who thinks everyone stole his jokes. <laughs> He's a boomer comedian. <laughs> God would be a boomer comedian, of course he would. Speaking of boomer comedians, or um, I mean, uh, inadvertently being a comedian, Kevin Sorbo is back in the headlines. I really, uh, we've talked about Kevin Sorbo before, so I really. He's a, he's a repeat yeah. theme. We yeah. really do like him. We, we need to get him on. Back up because uh, he, he's in the headlines right now. He thinks that if uh, apparently if he was playing a pedophile terrorist in a movie, that he would uh, be nominated for an Oscar um, because you know that is a thing that that, that people uh, think, especially uh, when they're famous actors. I, I don't I don't get it, man. The guy is. This is this is. This is like the phenomena of like of like um like a I guess like boomers with Fox News brain where it's like they can't help but like say whatever it is like just like they have to weave the the latest thing that's pissing them off into like whatever it is they're talking about they can't have like that normalcy is gone like from their brains so it's just like yeah you're just like sitting I, having dinner he, and you're he like he has to get has to get those jabs in about the uh, about Islam you know just can't help mm-hmm. it. 
<laughs> well, it's, it's such an interesting arc, too, to be like, uh, hi, I'm Kevin. I was Hercules in the 90s, but I'm a weird yeah. QAnon guy now. It's like, okay, man, like, I don't really know. Because didn't he take a pretty big hit to his career when he was in those, like, Christian uh, I mean, films? Being generous, God's Not but, Dead was one of them, I think. But yes, probably. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if that was, like, because... I can't, I can't tell if it's, like, you know, somebody like uh, Steven Crowder, who, like, just kind of fell into that like I don't I, I don't think that he was like a genuinely conservative until he like was like oh, I'm, a, I'm a terrible comedian <laughs> like oh it's so much easier I can just do this it's like this there's a niche for this I just do conservative comedy because like it's the low the bar is so low mm-hmm. and Kevin Sorbo I feel I can't I can't tell if he actually believes it or if he like was just like oh, I'm, I'm a miserable actor I got I landed a lucky role with Hercules I got a cult following uh you know I'll just do Christian movies like Christians they just love anything that's yeah, as long as, it al- as long as it aligns with what they're doing. I mean, right. it does make sense. It's super cheap and easy to do. And you're absolutely right about Crowder because, like, all he does is, like, just replace being funny with being upset. And that R- seems right, to yeah. work. That seems to be what the people are asking for. He does, like, hacky comedy-ish stuff. But, I mean, you're, you're mostly right that he, he just, like, plays up how upset he is, which is, like, you know, half the fucking conservative uh yeah, conservatives conservatives love it, and then and then liberals hate it. So he just gets all of the uh, all of it's the attention. Relatable. I, I mean, liberal yeah. hate is fun. Triggering the libs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I mean, did, the real question about Kevin Sorbo is: Did he ever have like a, a Mel Gibson moment where he like truly fucking lost it and really embarrassed himself? Because I tried to look it up, and it just says apparently he threw a fit over masks in a Starbucks, nice. which is like. Yeah, maybe don't do that if you're famous, but also yeah. I feel like anybody's dad might throw a yeah, fit yeah. in a Starbucks. Mild by today's standards, really. Yeah. I think he just had a slow descent and had literal like very little relevancy to begin with. So like when that became the like crowning achievement of his current phase of life, you're just kinda like, Wow, Hercules sucks. Like what? Like <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he did do he did do the. Uh, he, this wasn't like a, a big blow off top thing, but he did. Um, he was like tweeting during the January six riots, like, "Yes, yes, this is good." <laughs> oh, and no. then, and then after it like started not being so good, like clearly he was like, "Antifa's doing uh, this," yeah. <laughs> and it was like it was like literally like it, you were watching like his brain just be like, you know, uh, cognitive dissonance, uh, different narrative. <laughs> Um, that was like especially funny to me that's the number one thing that i'm like the most scared of will happen to me when i get older though because there's like a lot of dudes that i've looked up to that this seems like it's just happened to them gradually like jim brewer from half baked used to be one of the most funny ass comedians in the world now he just goes up on stage and like barks like a dog and and like spits all over the audience (laughs) he's literally the guy from from uh tim heidecker's like special he like just is that guy (laughs) Like, like, it's crazy. I, I actually lived in the uh, next to the town that he lives in, Chester, New Jersey. Oh. And he lives in Chester. And that, uh, and he was, like, notoriously, like, just, like, a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Imagine that, though. Like, the famous guy in your town or, like, in the next town over or whatever. It's just like, oh, d- do you ever see Jim Brewer around? And it's just like, oh, my God. I did see Jim. Bre- I avoid his ass in the yeah, grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, it, nobody was excited to see him. It was just like, oh, that's Jim Brewer. I'm just imagining if they tried to reboot or just, like, make a sequel to Half-Baked and, like, every character is based on their, you know, uh, actor's, like, current 
stance as a person. Like Dave Chappelle is just like, <laughs> fuck trans people. And Jim Brewer's like, I don't know what the other actors are doing. But uh, yeah, those two would be terrible. I mean, I would assume they would smoke weed, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, how do you like, they should, they should smoke way more weed, it seems like to me. Yeah, they're not smoking enough weed. I think that's the issue mostly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you get older and you're like, uh, smoking weed is, is a young person's game. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. There's some people who've given it up at the appropriate time. Like Willie Nelson is like, I think in his fucking 80s now. And he said in an interview recently, he's like, I can't smoke weed anymore. I'm a very old man. I have to treat my lungs better. And I'm like, all right, you got it, Willie. Like you picked the right time. But for yeah, guys yeah. like Jim Brewer, I feel like if you stop smoking weed anytime before you're like 65, you're basically off your meds. Like, yeah, <laughs> probably created, you know, if, I mean, we assume that he smoked weed, but like Jim Brewer just has that weed smoking face. It was like the kind of the thing about him. Yeah. Is like, yeah. We don't actually know if he smoked weed or not. He just always looked like that. But if he did, I would be willing to bet that he does not. He has not smoked weed for a long time, having lived. That's in fair. To him. I don't he think pr- I was not getting weed smoking vibes from him for. Well, I guess the only- he's he probably smoked a hit of the shit the kids are smoking nowadays back in like 2012 and just about fucking <laughs> collapsed. And he's like, that's great. <laughs> Saw the face of God. Can I get some yeah. of that, please? I would love some 2012 <laughs> shit mid. I would even take swag. Bring back the mid yeah, Absolutely. Give me the swag. That's what I'm always saying. That's what my whole fucking podcast is always saying. Like, I, there are two cart options at the weed store near me. There's a $30 cart and a $60 cart. Let me t- the $30 cart is actually better. It lasts longer, works better, doesn't taste as good. That's the only Maybe difference. Maybe that's the problem is the so, weed got I'll too good it. and all the the regular dudes. Now look at Jim Brewer. Turned- <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know where he took one hit of, of purple Kush gelato and it just turned his brain <laughs> into fucking soup. <laughs> oh man. Well, spin, uh, speaking of spending most of your life, uh, in a gangster's paradise, I think we do need to honor, uh, were we speaking of that? Maybe that was a yeah. stretch. We were kind basically. Yeah. Speaking yeah. I do that, think yeah. we need to honor the, uh, the, the great rapper nineties, uh, phenom icon coolio has passed away um which is just you know just just shitty news to find out on a thursday um but even shittier news is apparently hillary clinton uh felt like she needed to you know speak out on this in an event saying that coolio's passing is a big loss which you know whatever fine that's fine she did that i don't whatever i just hate that i have to see a fucking headline that says Hillary Clinton calls Coolio's passing a big loss. Like I gotta, I gotta send a shout out to Rebecca Aker Stowe, uh, a homie, uh, and they had taken the image of this headline and just put the like zoom effect on it. <laughs> it's just like, we live in the fucking <laughs> most ridiculous timeline. Like, why do I have to see a headline of this nature? I don't want. <laughs> does, does she know that she's not running? anymore she's not like gunning for the black vote like what's going on here like does she love coolio you remember when there was when she was running she uh she says that she carries hot sauce in her bag yeah yeah do you remember that with no understanding of like where that line comes from she's just like yeah i i carry hot sauce in in my in my gucci purse for sure and then the ned try guy steps up and he's like i've got my own special (laughs) 
hot sauce oh my if you'd god like to yeah. put it in your bag hillary <laughs> isn't that another guy though is? okay yeah that's another guy that's a different yeah. try guy but they're all the same try guy they're all one guy yeah. to me. <laughs> they're all one guy to me four faces Here's... of the one try guy <laughs> Multiple Rotating limbs. <laughs> Multi-faced god of trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I just feel like the Clintons have always... The Clintons have always been on this tip of just, like, whether or not it makes any sense, or even if they know they're going to fail at it, they always try to, like, comment on black American culture pretty yeah, much yeah. since Bill Clinton played <laughs> saxophone on TV one time Thank 25 you. years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that. You're right. Everyone I, loved it. They until Barack Obama was elected, they called Bill Clinton the first black president for a long time. That was like a that was like a pre-internet trope was to call him that. And this these those were the years when all all of America was walking around like, yeah, we did it. Racism this is actually over. gives me a little bit of help right <laughs> yeah. now to realize we've actually made progress. Like the worst kind of progress I could imagine, <laughs> but like the fact that the general public doesn't think of bill clinton as the first black president i'm gonna fucking take that win right now i'm gonna take the win <laughs> and you know i'm gonna sleep a little bit easier tonight. <laughs> uh wow yeah that 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 kind of hurts i mean uh i grew up in that area where bill clinton is from and in fact there's people in my family that were close to his like campaign and shit when he was like governor and then rose to power and like they always hated mm. him but they were conservative so they hated him for conservative reasons not for you know just right. like general shitty people reasons you know like <laughs> right well it's like in, in order to hate bill clinton for the right reasons you have to have good politics in the first place so that like excludes <laughs> most americans i would say yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, particularly low did hillary some. clinton have anything to say about this lizzo with the flute incident i've been trying to decipher this one. Oh my what, god I, can anyone dude, the wait, what happened what happened with lizzo i don't and know the flute? i'm just wondering if y'all do she played. Uh, you guys know about this, right? I actually or, don't. Okay, no. if, if you don't know, I so, saw this so, so so Lizzo played the glass flute of James Madison for the first time in like two hundred years or some shit like that, and people were just like, it, it, there was like the double the t- the two takes were like, uh, uh, this is amazing and for everybody and uh, for like representation and you know, whatever the fuck. And the other one was like, this is a desecration of a monument of American greatness. And it's just like, who the fuck? I I didn't even know James Madison had a flute until (laughs) Lizzo played it. So I don't give a shit. Like not only, I don't care in any way about it. And you, and if you care about it, fuck you at all. And if anybody cares about it, I don't care what your take is. Well, yeah, it's like, I didn't even know about the flute until this happened. And it's just like, if this is some great and holy artifact of American history, then how come nobody's ever fucking heard of it until right now? The fourth president's crystal flute. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's not like she ripped off a piece of the Constitution and whistled it like a tree leaf. Like, come on. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and even if she did, that would be cooler, honestly. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just wish it was, you know, uh, back in, what, a, what was the year 2000 when American Pie was a movie? And what's her name? The redhead could say one time at band camp. Um, and that was the thing we could discuss about the flute. But wow. going to really date myself on that one, huh? Imagine Lizzo played Gangster's Paradise on 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 the glass flute while while twerking, of course, because if she's known to do, well, you know that's apparently a thing she does. I mean, she's a trained, you know, 
and she's a very what is it a flautist like i don't know the word for a person mm-hmm. yeah so she's like she knows how to play and she also does it in her shows and twerks and i think the fact that we didn't get the twerking and that people are still outraged like shut the fuck up like come on come on calm down like this is this was a great <laughs> opportunity to piss people off though. If she had twerks, like you could have just rolled that in with the She Hulk thing. That could have been, yeah. I mean, people would have been foaming at the mouth for days on that one. I would have mostly been impressed. I don't know how you would manage to twerk and flute. Oh, at the well, same I'll time. send you some videos. She she can do. John Hancock, known for the big signature, James Madison twerking <laughs> flautistry. That's correct. <laughs> It's actually more of a <laughs> and if and if people keep getting upset with this stuff, we're gonna have Lil Nas X play Old Town Road on Thomas Jefferson's Hurdy Gurdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to see Twenty One Savage play Thomas Jefferson's sousaphone and and just yeah <laughs> work right up to the. I white didn't even house. know Ben Franklin had a cajon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, um, I do think we need, because we've been doing checking in on some people like uh, Kevin Sorbo, uh, Hillary Clinton. Apparently, Jordan Peterson is <laughs> back in the headlines. And we like to, we, we love to, to talk about Jordan Peterson. Uh, this headline is perfect. Um, just <laughs> It just fits right in with everything we love on the show. It says, Jordan Peterson breaks down in tears, of course. Um, <laughs> when asked about Olivia Wilde calling him hero to the insul community, uh, his answer, sure. Why not? Um, I love this. Of course. I mean, I love that, that he would be asked about it in the news. And then I love that his response would be, uh, basically accepting of it and crying. Like that's, that's yeah. Mm, I mean, chef's kiss face emotion. Look, uh, I don't really understand why you're asking me if I'm some kind of messiah to the unsexed masses, but uh, if, if that's the if that's the way that the uh, North American and Western media wants to portray me, then uh, I guess I can just cry into this bowl of Cheerios about it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Kermit? Jesus Christ, dude. How does dude? he cry so much? Well, I feel like the reason he cries so much is because he's trying to evoke this, like, great awakening sense of, like, morality or something, where it's like, there's this there's this spiritual connection to the world that we've all lost touch with somewhere in the last 200 years, and, like, maybe if I maybe if I weep openly, like, it, it, it's a little bit of, like, a Jesus complex, oh, right? Absolutely. Like, he has the energy of one of those guys who goes to Jerusalem and like wears the white robe and grows his beard out and all of that shit. Except he's just like this weird, scary lich lord of a Canadian man. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> he genuinely believes that he's like sent by God. Like he, he does. He plays. He does. God. Yeah. He he does believe that. It's there's been uh, confirmed. Like he had co- conversations with people. He downplays it now, but you can anybody who like can like. I mean, you picked up on it perfectly. He's got a Jesus yeah. complex, and he's he's really mm-hmm. feeding into it. He believes in like the. Uh, the you know like it's about the apocalyptic like downfall of society based on like liberal values and like the loss of of you know I guess conservative honestly values. I appreciate that that anyone has the uh, you know the basically the energy to feel like they can save society like what the fuck dude like I I'm I feel like really uh good about the fact that i'm still awake to do this podcast much less like try to save society <laughs> like fuck off dude like who the fuck well 
there's a there's a lot of responses to powerlessness in the world and it's like it's why people join cults it's why people join weird fringe political movements and and get involved in all kinds of shit that doesn't make a fucking difference and it's like you know if at any point along the way you're just like okay this is it we figured it out this is the magic bullet whether it's like you know jesus or capitalism or like you know cleaning up your room or whatever the case may be then like that sets you up in a position where now your whole agenda is to just get everybody to do exactly the same thing that you're doing, even though that thing isn't working for you. Like <laughs> when was Jordan Peterson at his most like fitful and religious, like most fervorous, like, you know, embracement of religion. It was when he was on that crazy all meat diet and he was like inches from death for half he a was, year. He was strung out on benzos. Like literally yeah. he was addicted to benzos. Like, yeah. I can't imagine just, anytime I've ever taken benzos. I can't imagine how you get addicted to them. This shit is terrible. Like, <laughs> I can't. Oh, make I just it feel like I've been teleported month. forward in time. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was also just imagining what it's like if J- Jordan Peterson is like sitting in his car and he sees someone like return their cart to like the this you know the little cart corral or whatever, <laughs> and he just like suddenly starts weeping like the the person. The, I can't do the Kermit voice. Y'all have to. Y'all have to do it <laughs> I, I, the, I can't really. Either. The man returned his cart to the. To his <laughs> that, that's pretty good. <laughs> I can actually do a Kermit voice. I just can't. I didn't know I could do a Jordan Peterson. And just weep. They're the same voice. The same so. voice, yeah. Okay, we're just weeping yeah. openly, you know, like, mm, I just let me record a video roll with this person. Just put their cart back in the car. They didn't have to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's good. Think that, <laughs> that speaks more to yeah. the, the the struggle of our you know of mankind of society and they it, 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 it just i don't care about your room i don't give a fuck i don't have to go in your room yeah. if it's clean or not fuck off like be, let it be dirty that's great it's the, yeah did you put he's your religious there <laughs> he's a religiousification <laughs> of uh of of uh reaction basically that's, yeah that's i mean <laughs> well, well no, I, also i mean these people they want like a they want a religious experience because they're not getting like a, a material experience yeah, yeah. in their lives that's any kind of like life affirming. But if that's all you want, like there's easier ways to see God in the parking lot of a Piggly Wiggly <laughs> than to watch like hundreds of hours of uh, some scrawny old dude telling you that like you need to keep a day planner or something. <laughs> uh, I feel. So I, I like that he doesn't address the uh, like in the article. I kind of skimmed it. Uh, he doesn't ever talk about being called a pseudo intellectual by Olivia Wilde. Only that he's the messiah to incels. He just talks about that the whole time. Like, no, I think you missed the point. Like, that was just like they're both insults, but more like yeah, the pseudo, pseudo intellectual one is like mm-hmm. the one that's you know he he wants to make it into a compliment. He I feel like he tries to build up insults in this uh, interview, like as if like yeah yeah, yeah insults are thing. they're not that bad, you know like <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just fine young boys who have been abandoned by liberal society, which is like, I don't know, in a weird, fucked up, perverse way, that's kind of true, but I'm sure that that's not what you mean, you know? Yeah, like, no, he, he's more concerned with, like, people are, aren't are getting married in a church anymore. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up, man. There is one line, I want to see if I can find it, where he talks about, like, how, like, women should be allowed to be picky, but, like, also he tries to, like... Uh, redeem men who don't meet these women's standards and I'm just like who are you talking about right now did you did you even look at the people you're trying to give a pass to like uh, 
whose room whose room were we referring to when he says clean your room that's really the question you know like <laughs> well it's all, it's all a big sales pitch right like he in a way guys like that have similar energy to like those pickup artist dudes who would write books mm. in like the mid 2000s and they all looked like chris angel for some reason <laughs> and like mystery that's that's the same who? His name was Mystery. I read the book. Oh. You read it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I read it. I know how to neg now. Tell us more. It was, <laughs> you just be mean to bitches, and apparently that makes them horny for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you just like put that guy in a sweater and like gave him a, a college professor haircut, that would basically be Jordan Peterson. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've got some face app assignments for after this episode that I'm gonna definitely be trying <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm too lazy for Photoshop, but I think face app can can put in, pull in there for us. Well, speaking of pulling in, apparently uh, Spain has debuted a new mascot for their mass transit line. Uh, this isn't new. This was actually on our show notes from a, like a week or two ago, but I do feel like it's worth bringing up. Um, <laughs> The mascot is named Bussy, which um, I think, you know, <laughs> really only just speaks to maybe the language barrier there uh, from uh, people in Spain are probably not calling no. male pussy Bussy. I don't know what the- they know what they're doing. Really? Come on. <laughs> the mar- marketing team that works for the city couldn't just Google that word real quick and put English and then just. Well, to be fair, it has an I instead of a Y. So probably nothing okay. came up. I mean. Uh, I don't know. Bussy. They get American Bussy. TV though. Come on. Did they say bussy on American TV? I don't I only see this on my <laughs> Facebook <not>. page. <laughs> People's- I th- the part of it that creeps me out the most is he looks like an adventure time character. <laughs> like does. he looks like a weird bizarro world fin. Uh yeah, the in, design in, is good. It's like a warframe suit. Way. The dances, I don't know if you watched the video. I just sent a shout out to Willow who we missed. She's not here tonight, but Willow sent this to the chat at least a week ago. And she and I were both discussing how the dance, the bussy dance is pretty impressive. Like, uh, so bussy is like, you know, in an inflatable suit, uh, whoever's inside has, has moves. And then there's like two very generic, just, you know, like they look like they work at the front desk for the, the bussy, uh, <laughs> the bussy service. <laughs> if you bussy service. Hi, I'd like, to get a ticket. I'd like to get two bussy tickets, please. <laughs> you, you, you run your, you run your Metro car through the cheeks. Ready to go. <laughs> it unlocks. But the, 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 uh, effort put into the production of the bussy suit and the dance and everything, they, they do a great job. I got to give them credit. Like it's, it's not a bad marketing campaign. I just don't know how, uh, I guess Ashley, you said they, they knew what they were doing. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's yeah, just as did, simple as that. Occam's razor. Cause we uh, never would be talking about it and no one would be talking about it. If it wasn't named, yeah, I don't care about a mascot for a, a a transit system in a in a European country. Like, all I care about is that we don't have proper transit in the country I happen to. Live. <laughs> Very good. Point. I do like the bussy suit though. Like how wide it is around the hips. Yeah. Like he's a real perfect boy, yeah. and it makes it makes me think he could do the gritty dance mm. where he's like whipping his midsection mm. around you know so it's kind of like a bring it around town mixed with like a twerking kind of phenomenon uh, i really hope that someone leaks uh bussy's only fan photos of bussy's oh, no. bussy um, <laughs> rachel dolls all bussy i'm not gonna personally look at them i think i don't condone that but if they just landed in my group chat and bussy bussy <laughs> photos i would 
you know, hey, it just happens sometimes. I don't know. It's on DeviantArt. <laughs> I'm just going to look it up. <laughs> if yeah. it's not, I will have lost all faith in humanity <laughs> at this point. Yeah, the internet's the internet's getting caught lacking. If if it's not already, <laughs> if there's not bussy bussy on DeviantArt, Matt, please tell us. You should know by now. I can't but, find it. I found a oh. really, really creepy. Uh, there's a thing called Bussy Bear. Uh, I don't. Oh, I'm not going to click on that. Like I, I was trying to find Bussy uh, Rule Thirty Four, but nothing. Surprisingly, you would think. Wow. People are usually on think. top of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I thought we were behind on the well, story, like- but apparently we're ahead of the Rule 34 Bussy, which is probably the name of this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Ashley, you're going to have to draw that for the cover art. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. Have time for no that. problem. <laughs> if you could throw that in your schedule. I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll draw Bussy porn for you yeah. guys. Our podcast yeah. is... It's ended after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no platforms will show it ever again. It's sued by Spain. We have, I'll, I'll, I'll blur it out. Yeah. We blurred the last cover art, and we can blur this one, too. Don't worry. You don't want to be walking around saying, like, well, we had a good run until we messed with the Spanish Transit Authority. <laughs> <laughs> nobody fucks with the STA. Uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of nobody messing with um, somebody, apparently um, people hate to see a girl boss winning uh, when Meghan McCain posted that uh, they don't want to see uh, conservative women in power uh, in support of the new fascist uh, leader of Italy, which is, uh, you know, a fascinating <laughs> position to take. <laughs> Meghan McCain, bro. I don't The know. most talentless hack just just completely devoid of any kind of interesting anything to contribute simply just the daughter of John McCain and this is we still have to listen to her fucking say shit like this yeah yeah I mean why is she a fucking celebrity like it's so fucking infuriating I know people are like mystified they're like why are the Kardashians even famous I I don't know at least the Kardashians go on screen and like do things to get people's attention I've never seen Meghan McCain do anything (laughs) that wasn't just like the most boring boilerplate conservative bullshit yeah stuff that you could get off of like a fucking uh post-it note calendar on (laughs) any conservative uncle's desk (laughs) (laughs) i want to know could we ever have like a nepotism celebrity death match i think that would serve yes the greater good of society you know (laughs) megan mccain versus liz cheney or you know (laughs) all the kardashians just have to go against each other until only one is alive I, i would i would support that but yeah, this is a this is truly great. The um, you hate they hate to see a girl boss winning. You like it's so it's so true, so true. You know when you see a fascist woman rise to power. I mean, come on, dude, this is girl power representation. This is representation. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like a lot of rules, especially in in Europe, about like you can't be an an open and out and out fascist, and so they they find ways around it. But then there's also the thing where it's like, okay, if we put a woman or somebody else who, within the normal fascist scheme of things, would like be you know instantly repressed in normal situations, then we kind of have this out of being like, oh, we're not fascists. We have a lady leading our part. Like I remember this was happening in Peru. Uh, a couple of years ago when they were running Keiko Fujimori and like, yeah, Keiko Fujimori is a, is a woman, but she's also happens to be the, the daughter or granddaughter or niece or something of, 
of uh, Alberto Fujimori, who was like the fascist ruler of Peru for a long ass time. So like trying to posit any of this stuff as a win for diversity. The same thing with um that that uh, Marcos lady in uh, the the Philippines, I think it was, who just won recent or it was Bong Bong Marcos and somebody Duterte. But like the point stands, it's like you can you can kind of just like rearrange the optics on anything any way you want, and like the fascists know this, Democrats know this, like everyone liberal and to the right knows this. I can't wait to support and my first um, black trans fascist. It's going to be. <laughs> Like intersectional win. fascism baby thank you it's coming yeah it's yeah. here i mean it's a, it's a dead meme from five years ago by this point that's the crazy thing is like all of all of the weird like jreg fans who were making political compass memes and still are are like yeah we've we've done it all we've we've done every permutation of politics and it's like I don't know. I guess that's just the danger of like formalizing something like politics, breaking it down into a bunch of elements and just smashing them together randomly instead of looking out around you at the world and being like, what do people really need right now? <laughs> Which is probably more productive. <laughs> and uh, they definitely don't need like a resurgence of right wing parties all across Europe. But that's the other thing about about the like resurgence of fascism in Europe is it's all backed by the United States. Like, oh, yeah. The United States loves victory. Orban, the United States loves the Azov Battalion and all of the, you know, administrators in Ukraine that have been there since the 2014 Euromaidan thing happened. We love the Golden... I mean, Steve Bannon left the White House and basically did a speaking tour of Europe going around to different, like, Golden Dawn and other, like, new neo-Nazi organizations and being like, here's money, here's resources, here's contracts, here's people to call. And then... We're all sitting back and like, why is Europe so crazy? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, at least they have bussy, you know, so. They do have bussy. <laughs> something. I don't know. We're going to give one point to Spain <laughs> and we're going to take one point away from Italy for this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can we get bussy elected to office? That would be great. Yeah, Italy, you need to catch up. You need to get your own bussy, maybe put it on the roof of a Fiat plant or something like you did with that racetrack all those years ago. <laughs> bussy in Italian just hits different, too. I mean, like, yeah, I feel see. like that's a type well, of pasta some, already. It's yeah. a last name. Some Italian. Of course. <laughs> I feel like if you ask Italy, they're like, Italy, are you ready for some bussy? They would, it would just be like that famous wall with Mussolini's face on it where it just says, see, 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 over and over and over again. Berlusconi is absolutely ready for some bussy. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Always is. <laughs> Never not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, I probably lost track of the time because I don't know if the internet or Zencast or whatever it was, maybe I'll cut that part. I don't know. But this has been an episode, a bonus episode 12 of The Suck. We're so happy to have John here with us from BB Lettuce. Also, you have Work Stoppage, your own podcast. It's a labor news focused podcast, which, you know, if I don't know, I feel like most of our listeners probably know BB Lettuce. Uh, but maybe not work sure. stoppage. So make sure to check that out. I know you had a big episode we'll recently featuring uh, Justin from uh, what's the YouTube channel? Oh, or the podcast. Yeah, well, there's your problem. We were really, really lucky to have Justin on, and he, and he gave us a really great rundown of how trains work in this country, or more accurately, often don't. And yeah, I mean, if if you've heard Beep Beep Lettuce, that's great. That's I love doing that show. But I would really encourage you to check out Work Stoppage, uh, not least of all because my co-hosts Lena and Dan 
put an insane amount of effort into that show, uh, probably more than all four hosts on BB Bledis put into that show combined. So <laughs> I just want to give it up for them. BB Bledis hosts, don't listen to this episode. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, definitely stay away. Make yeah. sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I just say that with a grain of salt because I feel like most of our listeners probably do know BB Bledis, but if they don't, they need to also check out Work Stoppage because. It's a great show, and uh, thank you for being here with us, John. It's been a great episode. To all the listeners out there, this uh, would normally be a bonus episode, but we can't keep this behind the paywall. It's ridiculous. No. So if Give it to uh, the people. Lis- they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. If you're listening to this free bonus episode, please be sure to check out uh, you know, our group, uh, The Suck Shame Posting. I was thinking about this today. Does anybody remember why we call it The Shame Posting? Because like we... like the fourth episode or something. Yeah, because it was like uh, people don't have enough shame and we were encouraging people to have shame and post their shame. It was something about like you have to be <laughs> proud of your post but also shameful at the same time. Yeah, you have to be ashamed of them. Yeah. Yeah, so like that's that. the, the duality of being alive. Yeah, you get a shame. You get a shame. <laughs> you get a pridefulness. You get a shame. <laughs> but of course, also check out our, our Patreon. We have bonus episodes, uh, Discord, and all that good stuff. So we, we, we love you all out there, succulents. And thanks for joining us for another episode. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.